so we are very excited to be with Simon Singh. Um, we're not as excited that we're all waiting for our hotel buses, which is an ongoing, ongoing experience here at the uh, International Congress of Mathematicians. But Simon, tomorrow you're being awarded the Leela Varty Prize for um, your, it's a, it's a one-off prize to celebrate your achievements in communicating mathematics to the general public. I mean, was this a surprise? Um, yes, I mean, it's a new, new, new prize. So in that respect, it had to be a surprise. Um, uh, hopefully, it won't be a one-off because um, you know I think there are a lot of other people in contention for this, and and so um, it would be great if in four years' time the prize was awarded again. Um, and you know, th there's been quite a bit of recognition. There are clearly people here who are very brilliant, high-powered mathematics uh, professors, and that's what they're here to talk about. They're here to talk about mathematics. But there's also been discussion of things like education in, in mathematics, um, about the communication of mathematics to the to the wider audience. And we, you know, we've just come back from a session now about how uh, mathematics journals should be rated, so people know what's a good journal and not a good journal. So, so it's it's been interesting that the, the mathematicians have looked beyond the pure research, uh, and and a real honour and a privilege that they've recognised science communication and and, and uh, me in particular. Very exciting. So your, um, your work, your books such as the one on Fermat's last the show and the book on Fermat's last theorem and the co-book and also we're going to claim Big Bang as a book about mathematics because it's theoretical physics. Um, I mean they've been you know really successful and really shown that there's an audience for these kind of, that the general public is truly interested in this kind of um, learning about this kind of research. How do you feel the um, how do you feel that audience is served at the moment? Do you think there's a lot being produced for the public about mathematics at the moment? Um, I, I don't know if the general public is that interested in maths. Mm -hmm. I, I doubt they are. Mm -hmm. um, they're interested in football, they're interested in X Factor, they're interested in um, the latest Booker Prize winning novel, they're interested in a lot of it. I don't think maths is actually very high up their yeah. agenda. So um, I think there has to be a recognition that maths communication um, comes in lots of different flavours. So articles in Scientific American could be seen to be reaching out to a wider audience, i.e. maybe physicists and, and, and other scientists. Um, articles um, in The Guardian uh, that may be a bit more trivial, that may be a bit more offbeat and quirky, will have a wider reach. Um, Programmes on TV, particularly, you know, well, they're not necessarily very deep, but they will, will spark an interest. I've met people here at the conference who saw the documentary about Fermat's last theorem when they were sort of 12, 13 years old, and that was enough to trigger their interest. So um, That Matt, must be very gratifying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thrill imaginable. Um, uh, you know, to, to see somebody who's now doing research in cryptography who read the code book uh, when they were 13 and so on. So um, there's lots of different types of maths communication, and um, some of it will go to a very general audience, some of it less so. Um, but you have to work really hard, because I don't think the general public is inherently interested in, uh, in, in abstract maths. And as you said, it's been interesting that the, there's been sessions during this conference about education, about um, communicating to the wider society. How do, you, how do you think the mathematics community is doing at communicating to the public? And what's your experience been working with mathematicians to do this? Um, you, know, you know, most mathematicians are probably bad communicators in the way that most bank managers are bad communicators and most, um, you know, most people are bad communicators. 
So there's no reason why a mathematician should have an obligation to talk about his or her work or should have a talent to do it. But the few who do, um, I'd really encourage them to pursue it uh, and, uh, and to actually make best use of their time. Um, I've been talking today about some maths outreach projects uh, which strike me as a, it's a huge waste of time. There was one project which was about photographing mathematicians and making beautiful portraits and, and, and interesting biographies of their lives to try and inspire the next generation. And frankly, nobody's going to be inspired about mathematics by staring at mathematicians. Um, so so if, you, if you are going to embark on a maths outreach project, think about the impact, think about the money it's going to cost, think about the amount of time it's going to take, and, and then figure out if it's really actually going to be worth it. Um, I, I, you know, I heard somebody at one of the sessions say that you, know, you can't popularise topology um, or not theory. Um, and yet there was a lovely book a few years ago called 85 Ways to Tie a Tie. A lovely little book which, which you know, was widely read and, and which was, was beautifully put together. Um, I, was, I think that was the session where someone said you shouldn't try and communicate things to people other than that they need in their daily lives, which I, I personally completely disagree with. It's like saying to someone you shouldn't let anyone read any books other than those to do with what they do in their daily life. It, it, that's not, it's not fair to judge on someone else's behalf. Yeah, no, I think you know, clearly um, people um, are interested in, in subjects that do affect them very directly. Mm. Um, and so you know, I, I talk to school kids often about the mathematics of cryptography because they're using mobile phones, you know, computer security is of interest to them, it touches on the Second World War and, and so on. So that's a very much an applied area of mathematics. But I also talk to them about Fermat's Last Theorem, which is kind of utterly pointless, but beautiful and grand and part of our culture. And, um, you know, different parts of the audience probably find different parts of the talk more or less interesting. And I think, um, just to wrap up, I think the point you, were, you made in your talk about, at one point you referred to the, move, the film about Fermat's Last Theorem as, you know, Wiles as a hero and he'd almost killed the beast, he'd almost proved Fermat, then they found an error and the beast came back to life. I mean, I think that is, that, that is a really beautiful way to communicate with people about mathematicians and about mathematics without something they can hold on to which isn't necessarily the mathematics itself. Yes, you know, at the very opening of the film, Andrew Wiles talks about exploring a dark room and he sees mathematics as this dark, uncharted landscape. And mathematicians explore that. They discover new ideas, new theorems, new numbers. And sometimes they may be wandering in the darkness for ages and actually find nothing whatsoever. Um, and so, again, I think most people think, didn't they figure out maths 2,000 years ago? Or didn't they figure out maths when they invented calculators? Um, they don't realise that it's a weird and wonderful and bizarre uh, area of knowledge with, with, with an, infinite amount, an infinite amount of stuff still to discover. Okay, well, thank you very much, Simon. Oh, hang on, sorry, Marianne. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you might have already asked that because I was away for a second. I was just wondering, uh, oh, maybe you were not there yesterday in the panel discussion where somebody asked about um, the difference between... Uh, bringing understanding to people and creating an illusion of understanding and I was just wondering since you do a lot of communicating to the public how d what do you think about that? Yeah no I, I did hear that question and um, it, it's an interesting I mean often I hear people come up to me and they say look I read your book and I enjoy the book and I, and, uh, and I understood it um, or at least I think I understood it and um, you know it, it's hard to 
imagine how much really sinks into people's um, long-term understanding. Um, and some of it will and some of it won't. You know, in, in Fermat's last theorem in, in, the, in the book, um, I talk about prime numbers. I hope people remember what a prime number is. I talk about um, the proof that there are an infinite number of prime numbers. Again, I think people will be able to grasp that and, and hold on to it f for the long term. And the idea of what a proof really is and why maths is different from science and so on. Whether they'll remember what an elliptic curve is, and if they remember it for that chapter and move on, that's fine. Um, if they remember what a modular form is, um, maybe not, I don't know. So, you know, I, I just hope people will, will um, take something away from the book more than it's just a good story. You know, it is a great story, but I hope they, they also take away with, they also leave the book with some concrete maths as well and with a, a concrete love of the subject which maybe uh, wasn't there before. Okay, well, thank you very much. My pleasure. Enjoy tomorrow. I will yeah. do. Thanks Have a lot. Bye. Cheers. Bye.